Hello and welcome to the Three and D's podcast. We're back for a part two, ranking the nineteenth to tenth best teams in the NBA. Everyone's favorite, the middle. Um, yes, we are back. We've had some coffees, and we're ready to bring you the number nineteen team, fellas. The Indiana Pacers were our nineteenth team. Um, I had him right at nineteen. So did Matt. And Mario, you had him at 20. So we're all pretty pretty equitable on, on, on this team. Um, Mario, what are your thoughts on the Pacers? What's your question for them? Who's your X factor? Well, can I quickly say I'm very happy with our bottom 10. I think we did a great job collectively. Like I, I think Indiana is perfectly the the fringe, like the, the right way to start off this next tier of this next 10. Um I love, you know, I I I Long-time listeners will know I love Tyrese Halliburton, like my son, you know. Um, this team has a lot of talent. The team fits. The only reason I'm lower on them than you guys are is that uh, we just haven't seen them. We we haven't seen it been consistent. Um, I know Matt will bring up the fact that Tyrese was out a lot last year and they still won 35 games, but... Uh, the consistency factor is, isn't there quite yet. Um, players such as Bandic Matherin, Buddy Hield, and Tyrese. Um, Tyrese is kind of their only consistently solid dude. My X factor though is uh is is Obi Toppin, and I think he's due for a. I think the fit is really good on this team. The fit wasn't good in New York. I I, I never liked Toppin as a college prospect, but I I do like him here for the Pacers. They've had similar players come through this system. Um, in the like Isaiah Jackson, O'Shea Brissett kind of vein. Um, Obi is kind of that, except more athletic and arguably more skilled. So he's my X factor. And my question is, could they stay consistent with all this talent, with all this fit? Does this actually work in a little season long? Fair, 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 fair. I mean, I think they were the jazz equivalent of the, of the East last year. Um, I think they were everyone thought they would be a lot worse than they ended up being. Um, they overachieved, and that was with Tyrese missing however many games last year, 2025. So <clears throat> I quite like this team. I think this is pretty accurate spot to put them. Um, they are, I think, poised to make at least the play-in this year. I think they'd be a really exciting team to watch in the seven-game series. They have um, Benedict Matherin, um, who I think would be my X Factor here. Uh, kind of a, a deep cut, but <laughs> I think he's going to get a bit more minutes this year. He's a good old Canadian kid. I really hope he signs up for the Olympics. And um, yeah, I just think that they're, they're a bit, I think what is a big separator obviously of Tyrese who is a higher ceiling than any of the, at least this year, higher ceiling than any of the guys that we had mentioned so far with the teams below them. But I think they're a lot better constructed than some of the teams below them. Um, I think a lot of their pieces make sense. And if they want to take a step forward, they have a lot of potential trade bait. And you've got Bruce Brown, who is one of the big signings. Uh, he was a really, really big piece on the Denver Nuggets championship run last year. And he can fit whatever the team needs from him. He's, he's, he can just mold um, his game to whatever they need. 
uh, on a game to game basis. So I, I like this team quite a bit. I think their over wins total is one of the locks. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, that's that's my piece on them. Yeah, I, I I struggle with I struggle with this team a little bit. Um, they're all so very young. I know what I'm getting. I know how I feel about you know, your Halliburtons, your your Miles Turners, even your Bruce Browns, like Buddy Heald. You know what you're getting from those guys. But they have a lot of rotation pieces that are literally in their early 20s, like range from 20 to 23 really is, is that range. And I, I can't really get a good sense of how good these guys are now and how good they're going to be moving forward. There's a lot of like, you could tell me this guy's going to be, you know, a fourth, third or fourth best guy on a championship level team, or he could be a ninth guy on a, on a, on a bench. You know, I like, I, I, I find the range for a lot of those players are, are great. Um, like, like, like J- just to name a few Jalen Smith, Aaron Neesmith, Andrew Nemhard, like Matherin, Isaiah Jackson. Like, I don't really know what I'm getting from these guys, really. I maybe I just haven't watched them enough and they're all so very young. Um, but I just find like the, the, the range is a lot there. Um, Buddy Heald, he might get traded. I don't know. I don't know what he's, you know, what, what his situation with the Pacers are. Um, I like that they have 12 ish kind of options they can go to. So, um, you know, Rick Carlisle new to the Pacers or no, not new. Is, is this his first year or when? No, second, I think. Second, second year. year. Um, you know, he's got a lot of options at his disposable start at his disposal, start smart coach. So I like the upside for this team. I just don't know where I, how I feel about uh, a lot of the players. I really like, um, Walker, their pick from this last year. I think that's going to age really well. And he's going to have a good season. Trivia question for you guys. Who's the highest player on the Indiana Pacers this year? Highest paid this year. Wow. I would say Buddy, Buddy Hield. Hield. Bruce Brown is the highest paid Ooh. player on this team. Yeah. Fuck. Well, he signed a big contract. Yeah. So it just just shows you where this this team can grow. I think Halliburton signed the extension that kicks in next year. Um, but um, yeah, kind of shows where this team can go and how young they are. So um yeah. That's 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 how I feel about them. Um, but I think they can have a really fun year. They'll be fun to watch either way. Yeah, regardless, I'm I'll be tuning into a lot of Pacers games. I know. Cannot wait. Yeah. Number uh, 18. Yeah, 18 here. The Atlanta Hawks. Um, not a lot of variance here for the Hawks. I think all of us had them in the 16-18 range. Um kind of a obviously coming off a really disappointing year last year. Um, a lot of expectations coming in with these two big guards. And then also um, some John Collins disappointment. I think a lot of people are really high on him. Um, didn't pan out, just didn't work. The fit didn't work. And I think this year they've kind of sorted out these fit problems. I have faith that they'll be able to fix this. I'm, I'm a bit higher. I had them at 16. You guys both had them at 18. I'm a bit higher in them simply because I think another year of Trey and DeJones are playing together. Um it's just about finding that fit. If it, if it's if it doesn't happen this year, it won't happen ever. I think you know this is two seasons, and could these guys figure it out? Could Trey Young be a winning player? I think it's possible. So I, I like the ceiling of this team, but you know we're we're basing these rankings on what we know, and what we know is that these guys aren't very good together so far. Um, that being said, that's my question: is could could they figure it out? This is the last year to do so, and Trey is my X factor. Is he a winning player? I mean, for for me, I put them here just because 
the NBA is so deep and mm. there's so many good teams that I would like, I feel pretty good about every team that we've haven't mentioned yet. That's obviously coming um, after them. I, I think big question here is going to be uh, how Quinn Snyder um, can, I think he's a better coach than they've had in the past. Nate McMillan, I don't think was it last, last season. And um, just, yeah, as you mentioned with Trey and, Dejounte, how they're gonna, how they're gonna fit, um, if they're both winning players, because I mean Trey's made it to the conference finals at least in his career. What has Dejounte done? So mm-hmm. I think if if Dejounte is a winning player, like we're gonna get a lot of answers this year. X factor, I'd say Sadiq Bay, just because I I love him. Another podcast fan favorite. Of, yeah, another fan duel darling, um, and. Like they have a ton of wings, but I think he's the one that's probably going to contribute the most this season. So, how he how he does this year? Yeah, this this whole team gives me the collective ick once again. The second second time all <laughs> second ick team for me. Um, it, it it's such a strange collection of players. Like you, Trey Young and Jonte Murray to me on paper feel like a perfect fit for each other. One is very offense heavy. One is you know an elite defender who can you know still distribute. Um, like, it, but it it just hasn't worked so far. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and see what it looks like in year two. It seems like Dejounte doesn't really want to be there. Like, I, I I don't know if he will be a hawk after this season. I forget how much longer his contract runs for, but I I I don't I don't see him resigning in Atlanta. Um, and if you lose him for nothing with the assets you gave up, there's really not a whole lot left in the tank besides besides Trey. Like, they're young guys haven't really panned out yet. DeAndre Hunter is now 25. Um, you haven't gotten anything from from him, really. He's, you know, he's signed now for, signed a $90 million contract. AJ Griffin look, is young and looked good in in, in spurts um, last year. But, you know, Capella is now 30. You have a Kongwu. Like, there are some pieces here for the long run. I just, I think this will inevitably end with another blow up where Trey and, and, and DeJounte are not on this roster. Um, I don't really believe in them this year. Personally, this is more of a hunch thing. And if they do well, um, to me, it's, and this is, it goes to my X factor. It's going to be Quinn Snyder. Like you mentioned, Matt, I think he needs to, ha- he needs to coach the fuck out of this team. One guy we haven't mentioned yet. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is one healthy, a very good player and is very much needed as a third kind of ball handler or guard um, on this team, but he just rarely stays healthy. So if he can stay healthy this year, I think that will certainly improve their chances. And that's, uh, that's kind of where I have them this year, but I'm definitely much lower on them. And I'd actually, if I could change it now, I would probably put the Pacers in front of them. I kind of believe in the Pacers more than, more than the Hawks this year now. Bogdan also Canadian killer. Yeah. Single-handedly <laughs> fresh dreams of Canadians across the country. The, Maybe we should have had the Pacers over. Pacers sporting two Canadians on their team, just to just for loyalty. I mean, even if I had the Pacers above the Hawks, it still would still wouldn't have changed our collective rankings. Um, but Mark, yeah, you you must be pretty. You're, you have them sixteen. Yeah, you're pretty high on them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We, we we talked about the kind of the same things in terms of what we think of the Hawks. We just took different directions. I, I'm more optimistic. You were more pessimistic on it. Yeah. Um. 
Up next, a team that I'm pretty pessimistic about, and one that uh, I I I hope goes well just for the sake of the player involved. But the Dallas Mavericks are our 17th ranked team. Um, kind of a disappointment so far, as far as uh, I mean, at least the past couple of years with Luka Doncic. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year, I believe, right? Um, they did. They tanked at the end for sure. But yeah. They <laughs> And and just not a good look if you're you know if you're gonna be one of these real real superstars and not able to carry a team to the playoffs we we all love Luca we all love watching him play but um you gotta make the playoffs man uh, last year they famously invested heavy in Kyrie Irving this is the first full year that we'll see whether or not this fit works the Luca Kyrie fit they they have surrounded them with some pieces now Grant Williams most notably and uh. But largely, kind of the same roster for me. In in the same kind of question, I, I I think the talent is higher here, obviously, than Atlanta. But it's the same question: Does this fit? Do these guards work together? Two ball heavy guards, very talented, both supreme in their in their own regard. But does it work? So that's my question. It's Kyrie Irving. Um, is the X factor for me? Does this work? Could you guys become a winning duo, no matter how talented you are? And does he have an unwarranted opinion? In yeah. Let's see. I, I wonder what it'll be next. Yeah. Has it's he? Probably gonna be in, it's probably going to be an Israel Hamas or a Russia. Yeah. Has he piped in yet? We're kind of no, waiting for that. Yet. It's just a matter of time. Israel Palestine, I guess. I should... Yeah. I, I, I think this team's three through 10 is like the worst in the league. Um, so this team is just built in with so much inherent risk that if one of those guys goes out, I think they'd become. You know, outside the playoff type team. Um, for me, it's just so hard to bet against these guys when Luca is so damn fucking good. Like in any game, he is or can be the best player at any moment. Again, when we talk about close games, end of game situations, like I don't know if there's anyone I want more than him. And um, I just think that that will lead to a lot of close wins. And uh, again, this defense is going to be really bad. Um, I, I early returns on Derek Lively encouraging, but he's still 19 years old. I think he's exactly the player type that Luca needs on this team. And, and it's a way higher upside than a Dwight Powell type. Um, but, um, but yeah, so for, for me, that's the question is, is what is your three through five giving you? Um, can someone step up on this team? And, uh, my X factor, if not Derek Lively, which is crazy to ask a 19 year old to be an X factor for me is Josh green. Can Josh green step up and be a third, you know, that, 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 you know, primary wing stopper that maybe a third scorer for you. Um, maybe a, you know, step up and be a second guy uh, on nights where Kyrie, uh, um, or, or, or Luca miss games. So, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with these guys. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, Take your X Factor <laughs> and Derek Lively, and that'll be mine. Um, I think he is the perfect fit for Luca. I think this Mavs team, their downfall, as much as I love him because he's a good Canadian kid, Dwight Powell has been the, <laughs> the piece that doesn't make sense. He should not be getting 30 minutes a game in the NBA. Um, as much as I love the guy, he's a hard worker, lunch pail, <laughs> <laughs> locker room guy but he should not be getting as much run as he's been getting in the league. He's just not talented enough to warrant that. Jesus. And I think Derek Lively has that, has that 
potential. Um, he's in a couple games so far this year. He's looked really, really good. Um, I think another thing from Dallas last year is they didn't have Maxi Kleba. And after trading DFS, he's probably your next best defensive player. So I think having him healthy for this year um, bodes well for them. Obviously, you guys mentioned the, the Grant Williams pickup. I just think they look a lot better than they did last year, um, even at the beginning of last year when that was when Kyrie wasn't even in the equation. Um, so, I, I, I mean, still though, like, what is this? We're at seventeen now, so it's still quite yeah. low, but this team could have a really, really high ceiling. And it feels Luka, right. Yeah, Luca MVP season is very much in play. Um, at well, this point. Yeah, as, it, as it always is, I guess, but we'll see where they finish. But they're gonna finish higher than 17th in the league standings from the BMVP, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, this middle section is just a mess, <laughs> honestly. It could we could be very wrong by the end of the year, but yeah. I think this team has probably the most variance of any in this, or our next team, maybe, maybe the next team. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this, I mean, I, I will say that uh, I had the Mavs the highest out of anyone. I had them at 14. Um, you did. And this next team, Justin has really high at 12. And uh, to me, at least, I think the X factor is pretty obvious. And I, and maybe you guys will have some contrarian picks here. But they're our next team at 16 is the, Pel- the New Orleans Pelicans. And take a wild guess who I think the X factor is. Because EJ if- Liddell. CJ yeah, EJ, <laughs> EJ. EJ Liddell, yeah. Honestly, kind of an evolutionary EJ Liddell. If EJ Liddell was uh had a 50-inch vertical. <laughs> um love it. But Zion Williamson, their best player, if he, if he could put together a full season, stays healthy, stays off the porn stars, stays off the the Louisiana food. The ceiling on this on this team is pretty unbounded. We saw stretches of last year when he was healthy. What a team this is. And we talk about well-constructed teams. And I think this is one. Um, they did lose some depth with uh, Jackson Hayes departing. So I have concerns about their front court. I don't think Joe Val is someone who could stomach being the only real big on this team. Right now in their depth chart, they have Larry Nance Jr. listed as their second string five I, I, he's not naturally a five he's played some five with cleveland but i think he's more of a four uh that's my biggest concern with them but ultimately uh zion's got to be healthy for this team to compete justin you had them at 12 so i i, I want to hear your rationale yeah i i just i really like this this team's upside and i'm this is one of those picks where i'm believing in the upside um again it, it's tough to believe in zion williamson at this current stage but it feels like a buy low on him with all the shit he's gone through the past few years. Obviously, this is health related, and I'll extend that health comment to um, to Brandon Ingram too, who seems to be have been struggling with some with some issues, um, some health issues in the preseason. Um, you know, wasn't playing that well. I believe he was on Team USA and was not playing that well, or, or maybe even stopped playing for some health reasons. But for me, the reason why I'm so high on this team is. You know, I, I forget how many wins they had last year, but they were they they were in the 40s. 
um, without Zion most of the year. Zion is back looking, I would say, 80%, 85% of kind of peak Zion. Um, I'm believing in the health this year um, for him. And you forget about the surrounding cast. Like, you do forget about... But we haven't. I, mean, I feel like I haven't heard Brandon Ming- Brandon Ingram's name all off season, really, on any of our podcasts thus far. You know, he was an elite, elite um, scorer player for them, um, and he's only twenty six years old. CJ McCollum still is CJ McCollum, still is a bucket getter um, for this team. I really like a lot of these, you know, secondary pieces. I think Larry Nance is a really good glue guy. Can play, you know, small ball center for them. Herb Jones, another year of Herb Jones. You got Kyra Lewis. Um, Jose Alvarado, all these like younger um, pieces that should be getting better and better. Trey Murphy. Um, so I think this team is still pretty deep. They have they didn't lose that much. Like you know, again, uh, losing that you know losing a center for the minimum, you know, to the Lakers is to me is not the end of the world. He wasn't giving them that much last year. I think Cody Zeller can replace you know whatever Jackson Hayes gave you. Um, so for me, I just really like this roster and pending their top guys can stay healthy. Um, I think that, uh, that they can, they can be a top. I, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to have them as like the fifth seed in the West. Like, I think they can be a, a top five team in the West. I took their over, um, in IRL and in our, in our podcasts. Um, and even if, even if they do have to, you know, have a Brandon Anger mode for 15, 20 games or, or Zion for, you know, let's say he plays 60 this year. I think they have enough guys on their team that can uh, pick up the slack and still get them a, a decent amount of wins and, and kind of stay around 500 uh, while, while those guys are out. So yeah, I'm high on them for sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good point. And their lines at 43 and a half. And I was just looking, they had 42 wins last year and that was yeah. with wow. Zion out for at least two thirds of the year and Brandon Ingram out for say at least a quarter of it. So I think, I think uh, this is the team that can make a trade. Like I can see this team making a move too, at the deadline yeah. or adding to this, this core. So sure. yeah. In terms of wing depth, I think they have some of the best young talent in the league there. So the best, like, honestly. Yeah. Um, you have defensive specialist Herb Jones. You have um, Trey Murphy who looks poised to take the next step. I think starting out the year injured, but he'll be coming back. Um, then you have oh, like the Zion Ingram McCollum piece the three-headed monster like so much offense that they can get still got jv who's um <laughs> raptors favorite legend raptors legend um he lives on and uh no i i do like this team i didn't realize they got 42 last year that that kind of sways what i'm thinking about them a little bit but yeah biggest question mark is just health this year and I know that's easy to say with it seems most teams here, but I think they have the biggest variance in terms of uh, health and moving forward. And you know, Jonas has a you know making fifteen and a half million this year. Herb makes twelve. You're up to twenty seven million. Herb is an asset for sure. Um, plus a couple draft picks. Like, what does that get you? You know, like I think that you can get a real player um, for that. Maybe it's Jeremy Grant. Maybe it's someone else um, that comes available, but. I, uh, I I like them potentially making a move uh, pending this team stays healthy and they they think they have a shot to uh, to do something in the playoffs. Mari X Factor, you want to you want to throw an X Factor out for us for this it's, team? It's Zion for me. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, easy. These next guys, I have very low 
and you guys are pretty high. 13 and 14 from you guys, 18 from me. The Memphis Grizzlies uh, come in at 15th in our power rankings. I am so far out on this team. The, the, what what made them special last year, not aside from their top-level talent and Ja, Bain, and Triple J, was the kind of depth and the contributions they were getting from guys who, were, who weren't those guys. Um, I just don't think they have that anymore. I mean, right now, I believe they're starting Zaire Williams um, and Marcus Smart together. I, 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 it, it doesn't seem to me like this would translate to winning basketball, at least until Jaw comes back. So 25 games. And even then, I don't see the ceiling being as high as it used to be. Um, I'm still high on guys like Bain and Jaron, but I, I I just don't see this team being a, a real contender. I mean, they'll make the playoffs, sure, but I, I just they're they're not where they once were. For me, my uh, X factor is Xavier Tillman, because who else is going to be running the five for that team? Um, at the moment, obviously Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams both out for the year. Santi Aldama currently out right now. Um, it's Kennard out. It's pretty well. thin. It's pretty thin at the five spot here. And I like Tillman in spots. I think twenty minutes a game, he's excellent. But you know, could he could he keep this motor up all season? Could he stay healthy? Uh, and could he provide like a semblance of productive offense for a team that uh, might need it, especially down John Morant? Well, just as you're breaking that down, it's like shit, am I too high on them? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I I think. The Tyus Jones piece with Jaw being out is huge, huge loss, despite Derrick Rose getting more minutes, which I love. But <laughs> he's a bit older. I bet yeah. point in his career. Um yeah, they're just they're the Adams piece too. I think I bet on them before the Adams thing came out, which is a huge loss because that is for the year. And they had a lot of depth last year. Like they were ten deep. Um they had a lot of young guys that could contribute in spurts but not be relied upon and uh yeah as we're talking about this I'm less and less <laughs> you disagreed with me pretty heavily on the Grizzlies under both of you guys did just because it was adjusted with the Adams thing so mm-hmm, you think mm-hmm. they're going to be 500 you think they're going to be below 500 I, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far um, that's fair yeah yeah I I still think they have some of the like the best guard trio in the league i would take jaw desmond and smart probably over well let's let's just say top five just so we don't get the haters there's probably <laughs> there's probably a couple better options but i still think it's a very elite guard group uh when when jaw comes back i do think marcus smart and desmond bain can kind of hold down the fort um in the first quarter of that season i think you know again marcus smart is you know, is the type of guy that, that steps up in these situations and, and, you know, you know, you, you don't always want him to, but a lot of the time he'll, he'll, he'll bring you his best. And I think he can fill a void. Um, so pending Derek Rose and, and Luke Kennard can, can play some decent backup minutes. I think they will be okay there. Uh, my X factor for this team is Jaron Jackson jr. Um, can he stay on the floor? Like that's also my ex- existential question for this team. Like, can he stay on the fucking floor? Can he figure, can he, can he grow up a little bit? and learn how to defend a little bit smarter because he needs to know, especially with Steven Adams out, if he can't stay on the floor, this team is not going anywhere. Um, I believe another year, you know, wiser 
And knowing that Steven Adams is just no longer on this team, essentially, um, I think he knows the importance of of not fouling. Um, I know he didn't show it in <laughs> in his play uh, with Team USA, mm-hmm. um, but that was pre-Adams injury. And I think the, the coaching staff is going to drill that into his head this year. Um, I think, obviously, he's a defensive player of the year candidate if he can stay on the floor uh, and, and be able to play more minutes. So for me, it's can this team stay healthy and can Jaron Jackson Jr. as the X factor uh, stay on the floor? And if he can do, if both those things can can happen, if, if Brandon Clark can come back and Kennard can come back and Santi Aldama, I still think they can they can they can run a, an eight or nine man roster that would be pretty feared in a playoff series with with Jaw, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson. Um, I can see this team also making a trade for a three OG Ananobi potentially if uh, hmm. if all things go well um, and they give up the farm. Do they have the picks? Yeah, do they have the picks for that? I think they have their own picks. I'm pretty. I haven't I haven't done double checked, but they do because they didn't do the trade last year, and I think they got Canard for nothing. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I still think they they have their 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 cabinet full of stuff, um, but you're right. It's it's another one of those high variance teams. I could see this team out of the playoffs if if they have another bad year, um, and I could see this team still being a top four seed. So um, yeah, I'd say X factor for me is probably Desmond Bain because he's going to have to take a lot of the the scoring and the playmaking load, and uh, it'll be really exciting to see how he does. It's one of the bright spots in the league for sure. Well, I can't wait to talk about this next team coming at 14. Maybe a little low for my taste, to be honest. But to be fair, I did uh I ranked them 15, to be fair. So I'm not I'm not gonna complain. But it is the Sacramento Kings coming in at 14. Yeah, my Sacramento Kings, my beloved Kings. I'm a quick X Factor, I'll tell you right now, is uh kind of a sleeper pick, JaVel McGee. We got rid of uh, some pretty important big men in our roster last year in uh, Chemezi Metsu, Nemais Keita, and Alex Len. Um, some pretty bad roster management down the stretch from the playoffs from Mike Matt Brown, kind of just refusing to put another big in and just not trusting Alex Len, who was good for us. Sabonis kind of needs to step it up as a big, but you know he, he that's not what he's meant to do. He's He's kind of a natural four. So it's good that we got someone like JaVale McGee. I'm not confident that he could be that guy, but uh, I'm going to have to be in order for, to, for us to, uh, in order for me to have any semblance of sanity in this team. My big question for the Sacramento Kings is, was it true? Is this team really as good as we thought they were? Um, to being honest, I don't think so. <laughs> I had a lot of faith in this team last year, and I was right. I knew they were ready to take that leap, and I was right. And fuck the haters and everyone who said that I was insane and psychotic. I was right. This year, I just don't have that. You know, I think they're 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 set for a 500 season at best, and uh, and I think that's fine. I think that's fine. They're gonna be fun to watch. They're gonna light the beam, and it's gonna be good anyway. Yeah. Look, this team. I think they run they run ten deep. I really like that they can just they can just do a full five and five switch if they want to. Um, a lot of talent here. Unfortunately, none of it is defensive talent, uh, especially <laughs> in the positions that you want them to be. So I see them as a top five offense and a top bottom uh, five defense. Which at fourteen is that we have them uh, fourteen puts them in a perfect spot uh, for where I expect them to be. I'm very low on their offseason. It's still if I was a Kings fan, I'd be very disappointed with how the offseason went. Um, there was a chance to really take that momentum 
and who I would say the Kings have the best year for a franchise that any as any other than maybe the Nuggets as any other. Um, and I really don't like where that momentum went from. I uh, went went to um, still cannot defend to save their lives, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere because of it. Um, but they'll be a fun team to watch. And Kessler I think Edwards. We have them pretty... Sorry, we have Kessler Edwards. Okay, chill. <laughs> Who he play for? <laughs> Who he play for? Um, I think X Factor is probably Keegan Murray for me for this team. Um, he looks poised to take the next step. He developed a lot better as the season went on than I would have thought, and he looks poised to get a bit more minutes this year and uh, take the next step. So. I don't know if I have much to add other than what you've mentioned. Light the beam, go Kings. Very next, a team I'm really high on and a team I think with an insanely high ceiling. Um, And I would argue if all goes well, could be in the contender status. The Minnesota Timberwolves come in at a 13 for us. Uh, Obviously the top end talent here is is as high as it could get. Um, The question is, could they put it together? Um, if we're basing it off of last year and the Gobert cat debacle, the answer is no, they can't put it together. But if we were to refocus our attention onto um, Team USA superstar Anthony Edwards, then, you know, you never know. I think it'll take some sacrifice from both Cat and Gobert for this work. And I think it'll take a big fuck you energy from Ed, which we've seen he's able to produce. Um, and thus my X factor is him. Anthony Edwards, he's ready for a step up. He's ready to kind of take the leap into superstardom. And if this is the year, they could go far. Yeah, like if if he's like an all-star starter, um, I guess they've changed the All-NBA, but if he's like second team All-NBA this year, they're going to be top five seed mm-hmm. in the West, I think. And uh, probably the hardest series that the Nuggets played, it seems, in the playoffs yeah. as crazy as it is it was only five games it was the first round but they kind of matched them pretty well and i think they could they could do some things in the postseason if if cad and gobert can kind of figure it out a little bit better than they did at the culmination of last season yeah for me another team where i can see them making some 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 pretty big roster changes um, I definitely believe, as probably the whole world does, believe in the Anthony Edwards jump uh, this year. And I think he's probably, this is probably the first superstar I've taken as my X Factor because I think where he goes, the team will go. Um, you know, he they they played against the Raptors and the team was dog shit. And then Anthony Edwards just said, give me the ball and basically put them on a 12-0 run um, just by himself. And he's that type of player. Uh, so if he's consistently that guy this year, I think they can... They can they can be a you know decently high playoff seed can can take you know a first round victory from someone, um, but as a whole I'm a little bit lower on them not not a ton I'm I'm fifteenth and we have them thirteenth uh, collectively um, but a little bit lower on still the fit between Gobert and Cat you know is Cat really going to be a stand and you know three point shooter in the corner I don't I don't really know if he'll accept that role and I think that is sort of the role he needs to play if this offense is going to be elite, because it's tough to have Gobert and Cat kind of clogging up the paint for them. So, um, yeah, it's another team with a lot of variance, and uh, I'm I'm a little bit lower on them than than consensus, for sure. Up next, we have the New York Knicks, a team that both me and Matt are very high on, Justin, maybe not so much. Um, but you did rank them quite well here. Um, I think they're a really good team. 
my my X factor for this team is Mitchell Robinson. Um, simply for the fact that he looked dominant at times in last year's playoffs against the Cavs, he was unbelievable. Um, obviously, we we had a transcendent Jalen Brunson performance last year, and and he was really the guy that we all hoped that he would be. I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. And he's he's as good as advertised. Uh, if Mitchell Robinson could hold it down, stay in the game, block shots, just be a force. Um, and they, you know, they could draw, they could, what's it called? Draw out possessions. They're a slow moving team who could, who could score at will and just have a lot of possessions and go on. I think Mitchell Robinson will be a big part of that. I think that their ceiling here is like a three seed in the East. If, if, if it all goes well. And I'm, I know that's kind of optimistic, but I could see it. I could see it. And I, I hope for it. I bet the over, I, I bet a significant amount of money on the over. So <laughs> crossing my hand, cross my fingers. Crossing everything, crossing your balls, your toes. Look, first of all, how oh. dare you? I'm the hot out of the three of us. I'm the highest on the net. Yeah, I just saw it now, actually. Yeah, yeah, fucker. <laughs> um, I but I agree with everything you're saying. I think this another another year of this team together. Again, this team is still growing. No one's really aging out. They're kind of entering their primes. Again, another team that I can see making a really big move. Uh, they have the contracts. They have the assets. We talked about Donovan Mitchell. We talked about other other potentials, but I do really like this core. Um, and in an East where beyond, you know, the Celtics and the Bucks, you're right. There really isn't anyone who's a lock to get that number three spot. Um, obviously we, we haven't talked about uh, the 76ers yet. Uh, haven't talked about the Cavs, some other contenders, but um, I do, I am a fan of this team. I think the mojo is starting to get back in, um, in New York. And I think this team um is is poised to uh to have a great year and i think there's they, they there's a stain in their mouth from from that first round exiting to the Cavs. i think they're gonna have some 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 fuck you to them this year yeah and i i think we touched on this in a previous podcast but i'm i'm pretty high on the knicks i think they're they're going to be an over team for the wind chair um you have a lot of consistency with villanova on the roster as currently constructed. And I just think they're all dogs. Like they, they're going to be gritty in every single game. They're going to be in every single game that they play. And uh, yeah, I think it's not out of the question that they're, they're a home team at home for the first round of the playoffs. I I don't think that's out of the question at all. And Mm -hmm. they're going to be a tough out this year for sure. Yeah. At 10 and 11, we have a tie. And in a, in, a, in, a, in shocking fashion, we'll go for the first of these two, but we'll both consider these 10A and 10B. I I, I can't really distinguish them. Me myself, I had uh, the Clippers over the Thunder, but we'll go for the Thunder first. Um, the Thunder, everyone's darling team this year. Everyone's saying that they're poised to make a breakout. I'm kind of hedging that. I don't think that they're quite there yet. Reason being, it's putting a lot of stress on now rookie center Chet Holmgren to carry that. Um. The front court depth wasn't there last year, and it remains to be seen whether it will be here this year. It's a lot of pressure to put in a first-year player, especially one who missed the entire season with injury, is as thin as Matt in grade eight. <laughs> and we, we just we just don't know what we're going to get out of Chet. I, I like Chet Holmgren. I think he's an excellent player. I just don't know if we could... You know, we're talking about Victor Weminyama and how transcendental he is, and he's at. We're projecting him to be at the bottom of the standings, and obviously the Thunder have the talent to kind of go around that. 
But if they're going to be the competing team that some people think that they're going to be, it's going to have to come from a big year and a solid year from Chet. Um, I have my doubts about that. That's that's fair. I I mean, I think they had, what, 41 wins last year mm-hmm. without a proper center or even without a proper power forward. <laughs> the 4-5 spot was a mess for them, and they still got 40 wins. Mm-hmm. So I think, as I just mentioned with the Knicks, they just have a team of dogs. Like they're going to compete in every game. They're going to be in every game. Um, I love this team. They're my favorite team going right now. So, uh, Thunder up. I'm here for the ride. Um, SGA is like easily the best Canadian prospect that we've had since Steve Nash and could potentially be greater. Question mark. I don't know. That remains to be seen. Um, I'm just no. so excited for this team. Yeah, probably not, but. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so excited for this team. They're they're so young, and their future is the brightest potentially in the league. Not even close. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I, I love this team. Um. Everyone's very high on them, but I think for good reason. Um. X Factor. Yeah, I think it has to be Chet, just because there's a lot on him and how he responds to the pressure that he's he's in. He was a number two overall pick as well, so potential rookie of the year. I don't think that's out of the question as well. I think he's in a lot better situation than Scooter Wemby to to succeed um, and contribute to winning. Um, so yeah, go Thunder. Full top. Yeah, I'm I'm very high on the over. I love this team. Now my officially my second favorite team in the league, and uh, for me it comes down to three things. One, your three through five spots on defense are just so elite and it's really elite in the places you want them to be elite wing and, and, and center. So, you know, you had Dort Jalen Williams and Chet kind of holding it down three through five. You got length um, as well defensively with, with Shane got Josh, both, both long guys. Um, so that's number one. Number two, their guard play is, is, is very elite. Uh, obviously we've already talked about Shay a lot, um, but both incredible playmakers incredible scorers, you know, you have a top seven, you know, talents already on this team and he's shown it and proven it. And then number three, I think their depth is a little bit deceptive. Um, you know, a lot of young guys, like I mentioned, like, like we've talked about, but beyond their starting five, you know, you have big Jalen Williams, you have Isaiah Joe, you have Case and Wallace, who's looked good early. You, you know, you have Jang, uh, your ninth, ninth overall pick. Um, and then you have guys that we haven't even thought about, like, like, like Kendrick Williams and, and Poku and, and Davis Bertans, who, you know, will play for them, I think, at times. So, you know, you do have, um, you know, the Micic, their new their new signing as well, that came over from Europe. Uh, Trey Mann, like, all these are all guys that, you know, only a few of them really need to hit um, for them to have, like, a solid eight to nine-man rotation. And um, I kind of believe in some of those guys, for sure, being able to play 15 to 18 minutes a game. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty high on them, obviously, pending Chet stays healthy. And my big question for them is, does the organization even want them to win yet? That's I, I think they obviously won't won't put roadblocks in their way. Um, but if they're playing well, I know we talked about this on a previous pod. Like, will they offer them a little bit of support? Will they make a trade for a you know a win now player and help them grow into this playoff core? Um, that I don't know. Um, you'd expect an organization to help them, but they're they're ultra patient. It's paid off so far, and I'm curious to see what uh, what their front office wants to do come like trade deadline, pending that they're they're playing well. So yeah, thunder up. <laughs> Love them, and I'm way higher on them than this last team. The ten, the ten A, ten B, the Clippers. 
I would take them in over the Clippers in a heartbeat. You think? Yeah, I mean, look, I we had this is probably our our widest variance. Um, Mara, you had them at seven. Matt, you had them at ten, and I had them at sixteen. So we have a a nine spot gap in a thirty team league, which is which is kind of insane. Um, yeah, so you go first, then. Well, look, I you know I've I've touched on them a little bit. I'm definitely hard on the under for them this year. Um, it, for me, it comes down to like I just have no trust. I have no faith in this in this team anymore. Um, you know, they still have some decent top fan talent, but they're just never healthy. Like, do you believe in Kawhi or Paul George playing more than sixty five to seventy games this year? Like, I I don't. I think they're an automatic twenty game each miss and and i think i would not be surprised if one or both of them missed kind of 40 plus games um the vibes are not that high i from what i've heard no neither of them worked out any extensions with the team um you know you're being run you know russell westbrook you know love him or hate him you know he's your primary you know guard ball handler like you, you have bones highland and norm powell behind them like there just isn't for me a lot there and then beyond the the top two on that team, like, you know, like I, we, we listed off the names, Russell Westbrook, Terrence Mann, Zubach, Norm, Bones Highland. Like, then you're getting into Covington, Plumlee. Like, these are not players that provide a lot of hope for me. Like, in terms of this team being what people expect them to be, like, in 46 and a half wins is their over-under. And to me, that's a crazy number. Um, I just don't see it. I don't think that Paul George and Kawhi care about winning that much. Um, I know it's a bit critical, but they're going to, they're just, they're always injured. And I think if one of them goes down, this team cannot hold up and win games um, with the depth that they have. So that's, that's sort of where I'm at with them. I think I would take the thunder for sure over them. And, uh, and I have a lot of other teams over them too, considering I have them 16th. Yeah, no, that's all fair points, all warranted. Um, my thing with them is they got 44 wins last year. They were the five seed in the West. And that was with Kawhi missing however many games. That was with Paul George missing definitely the end of the season, but he had little spurts here and there. And that puts them about where we have them here um, in the 10, 10 range in terms of power rankings. Obviously, it's things have changed, but if they miss as many as they did last year and it seemed like they were missing a bunch, um, I don't know. I, I feel like this is kind of their spot. They, I think this is probably their ceiling is the thing with them that probably scares mm-hmm. me the most. Their floor is real, real low. <laughs> really, really low. Um, but I think the Westbrook, I think he fits really well on that team. He uh, brings a level, level of competitiveness and willing to do whatever it takes to win that I don't know if they've had in the last few years because guys just take games off here and there. So yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking with them there. And yeah, uh, it's crazy to crazy to say, but I think he, he might be their X factor. <laughs> like if he, he did play quite well for them at, at the end of the year. Um, and and yeah, if he if he can continue, I mean, there was a, again, not to talk about early season stuff, but there was a, a play where he, he he shot up for a dunk and it looked like he was as athletic as athletic as as he's been or as he was in his you know or ninety percent as he was at his peak. So um, 
so yeah, I think if he can continue to play well for them, that, that can change things. If, if Norman Powell can take another step, um, you know, maybe, but this team is, seems to be ripe for a trade as well. I know I keep bringing up trades, but uh, I think they need to do some sort of shakeup for this team. Maybe it's James Harden. If he joins this team, I would, I would shoot them up a few spots. Um, um, but as things currently stand, I think that's one I, I feel okay with, with having them kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I just, yeah, 10 is probably their ceiling. Yeah. Well, fellas, we did it. We're, we're down to our top 10. Um, hope everyone enjoyed part two of three of our 30 team power rankings. Let us know if you agree, disagree, good takes, bad takes. If our voices were annoying, cute, all, all, all answers are acceptable. Um, um, but, uh, for now we will, we'll, we'll be back with a part three, um, for our top 10 teams. In the meantime, hope everyone has a great rest of your day, rest of your week. Um, enjoy the early NBA season and, um, peace and love. We'll talk to you very soon. 